Work provides both a platform and a narrative for your redemptive story. You being in the workplace, living out your faith, speaks volumes to those who see you. Your smile, your concern for others, your work ethic, all has an impact daily on everyone you see. What is the freedom and inspiration that happens when you find your voice and your work really becomes your work? How does this difference change your daily habits? And how does this redemptive process change you toward others and flow the gospel to work? Watch as our group wrestles with some of these questions. So we're talking about the individual baseline and the individual blue sky. And the concept that we're exploring is the idea that my work, my job provides a platform for me, but it's, it's particular expression of my redemptive story. Not just any expression and not just any story. It's the redemptive story, but it's the redemptive story dumped into my container, me, my personal story. So let's talk about that for a little bit and, 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 and get some ideas on that. Um, Bo, you're a, you're a sportscaster. How long have you known you wanted to be a sportscaster? And then, and then somewhere in there, hook up the gospel part of that for me. So in high school, I, I went to a Christian school and I, and I had in, in the yearbook that I wanted to be a sportscaster. So I guess I knew it then, but um, it didn't really come to fruition to a few years later. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I got into the profession, did all that, and I kind of lost my way with my faith and, and, and hit some really tough times. And it helped me get focused back on what was important. And, and so I have a story as an adult of, of real change in, in my life. And for me, it was very public because I was a sportscaster who had kind of really made some big mistakes and then work my way back into, I'm a sportscaster now who looks like a different person. So anytime I run into people, I've lived in the same place for 18 years. And they go, man, I knew you way back when. And I'm like, man, well, uh -oh. I, I, we got uh -oh. two different <laughs> lives that have happened here in, in my time. But um, one of the things that, that has been easy for me is just, just I'm, I've been different. And so it's, 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 it's easy to, to see that, that, that I'm different. And I think that shows up in how I do my job. Not necessarily on the air, but when I deal with people off the air. And, and the other thing that's happened is it's given me an opportunity to help people that are dealing with the same things that I either had dealt with mm -hmm. or deal with now. And I run into a lot of people that because of my job, I'm close to, otherwise I wouldn't be. And, and it's amazing how often that shows up with people that you wouldn't expect it to show up with. Maybe it's something with their kids that I've dealt with with my kids. Maybe it's just being uh, you know, a little bit more public and, and what that looks like when you're dealing with criticism. Um, and then, strangely enough, or, or maybe not, uh, there have been some people in my profession who go through exactly the same things that I went through in a very public failure. And they reach out to me and I'm able to share with them just my experience of what happened. And that's kind of my story. That's great. I, um, so my background's in 
government relations, politics, and major gift fundraising, all of which uh, involve people and all of which involve a high level of emotion. Uh, relationships are currency in the fields that I've been a part of. Um, being in those fields has allowed me to display my faith in a very intimate way with either philanthropists or donors or even voters. Um, I may not be overt. I may not pull out the Bible when we're talking about policy or uh, a new department or program at the university, but uh, it can be in my mannerism. It could be in how I carry myself. It could be in the questions that I ask or more, most importantly, oftentimes how I listen. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's just kind of been my uh, experience. Um, I have been in this field for a number of years, but hopefully I have a number of years left. So we'll see how my faith continues to play a part in what I do, mm -hmm. but uh, that's just been my experience. Well, I mean, I think my my story is kind of exciting to me because I've loved I've loved the to to have seen what God has done with it. But I I decided I wanted to be an engineer truly in elementary school, which I, may may be uncommon. But I decided I wanted to be an engineer, and uh, I, I've worked in industry and done research for years before I taught. So I've I've been in different sectors in engineering. But the engineering has been the common denominator more than like the teaching thing has. But um, when I got into college and started taking really high-level science classes, well, and, and I should say, when you ask about how the gospel came in, um, I would say I became a Christian in, in my youth group, was very involved in my junior high and high school years, and came into college. Um, I felt like uh, living for the Lord and, and wanting to live for the Lord. Uh, pretty quickly, I came up against people who saw perceived mm, uh, tension between science and faith, and and would ask me things and and was really kind of caught by those questions. How am I going to handle that? What do I think about all of that? And um, I remember processing that with other Christians at the time and deciding that I really wanted to, instead of shying away from those questions, I really wanted to lean into those questions and, and figure out what I thought about um, the, the, the things that people think uh, are in tension between science and faith. Um, spent a lot of time thinking about that. And so as a result, I guess what I'd say is how God has used that. Now in the classroom, I think through my character and different things, and I don't do it perfectly at all, but a lot of times students can tell I'm a Christian. They'll come to, they'll, they'll actually say, um, we, uh, I, I, I could tell you were a Christian because of how you responded to this very annoying student in class or yeah. Yeah, yeah. how you handled something with grace or whatever. So so they'll come to me and they'll say, so, so how do you handle the Big Bang? How do you handle, I mean, and, they, and, and it allows for um, some really deep, deep conversations. And what I, what, I, what I like about it is that I love what Bo said earlier about I'm a Christian, so now is God calling me to the mission field or whatever? And it's like, no, God wants us all. We don't all have the same flavor of salt, as you say in the book. Not all the light's the same color. And and the way I think about it in my field is God has made me bilingual because I can speak science and I can speak faith. And there's not a lot of people who have that particular like set who have leaned into questions and thought about it. So when students come to me and they ask me those questions, I think I'm so glad to be in the position that I'm in, that God has given me the background and the ability to be bilingual and to talk to these students and the credibility and all of that kind of thing. So that I think 
within the last five years, I've truly seen an explosion of with respect to the gospel conversations that are happening in my office. Wow, that's amazing. So the idea, the idea that God has uniquely crafted me, He skilled me uniquely for some certain kinds of jobs. It doesn't mean that I can't do other things, but I mean, like I was designed to do certain things. And when I begin to get in that swim lane and do those certain things with His power and His creation and all of His, you know, all of that stuff, then, then there's kind of this, this gospel thing that begins to happen. Um, like, how'd you know you wanted to do what you're doing? How, how did, I mean, of all the jobs out there, you know, my premise is this. It doesn't mean like I only have one job I can do, but I am gifted and skilled for certain kinds of things. And when I get into that lane, that's where God really, that's where God is active. When I'm trying to be something I'm not skilled to do, and I'm trying to be a karaoke singer kind of thing, that's a bad news. So how'd you find that out? Well, it's funny because looking back now, I see a lot of things that I that I didn't know over the years. And it wasn't until later in my adult life that I realized that I was made to actually like and do the things I was doing. For a while, I thought being a Christian meant like, well, that's going to have to stop. Yeah. I'm going to have to do something I really don't like doing. And I think that's kind of what set me back a little bit as an adult in my, in my Christian walk. And for me, it was the Purpose Driven Life book. And I was like, I just remember thinking like, really? Like, I get to do this and be a Christian? Like, live out a Christian life and do this? And not only that, that's what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, this is, I couldn't believe it. Thinking back, I've always liked sports. And we didn't have a lot of television growing up. And I would hear games on the radio, and then I would go out and I would act out the entire game with a tennis ball and a glove. Like, and like, all, the players, the like all the players? Yeah, all the players, <laughs> all their names, call the whole game. I mean, for hours, wall, a ball, and a glove. Mm-hmm. And, and so wow. now looking back, it's like my whole life was set up to do something. And I'm a sportscaster talking about sports on the radio and TV now. And my whole life was set up for this. Yeah. Like I was, I was actually being trained, had no idea uh, that little TV and a ball and all that would, would be part of what made me what I was um, going to be. And, and now people will say to me, um, you know, I know you're a believer, um, and I know you don't talk about it a lot on the air, but there are these little moments that pop up, like Heather was talking about, where the way you responded to a question or maybe it's kind of a risque topic and I kind of just move it over here slightly um, or, or, or just the things we sometimes avoid talking about that shows up in a, in a world where in sports, now you go to a sports website and you're inundated with things that you might not want to see, sex appeal, all of these different things. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm here to read this story. And I go, oh, this is coming at me and that's coming at me. <laughs> so when we can avoid that on our show and I can think about, I'll look at the clock and it's three o'clock and I know parents are getting in their car with their kid and they might turn on the radio and I don't want them to have to turn it off. And just something that simple wow. is a way that I'm getting to do exactly what I want to do. And I'm getting to deliver a piece of entertainment for people to maybe escape from some stuff they're dealing with. And then when, when a big topic does come up that it's easy for me to, to maybe uh, give a redemptive edge, like, you know, how, how to handle youth sports and we have an expert on and, and 
how to not be an over-involved parent, how you can influence them in a positive way. All of those are, are ways that it shows up in, in my world. Yeah, see, I call that the blue sky. That's what I call literally the gospel blue sky individualized where you're saying my personal gifts, my calling, all of that, and it's you kind of exploring the boundless horizons of the blue sky for you. What about you guys? So uh, the scariest answer uh, I would hear from a question I would ask, I would ask a lot of uh, leaders or you know, leaders in maybe politics or, or government or uh, business, uh, did you expect to be where you are um, 15 years ago? You know, did you expect, did you plan all this out? Did you expect, and the, their answer would, uh, would typically be, I, I had no idea. I had no idea mm-hmm. I would be in the position that I am today. Well, that would scare uh, everything out of me because I'm a planner. <laughs> I like to know what's going on. I like to have a plan uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, to your question, Steve, uh, it's been my experience, trial by fire. Just you, you, you try something that you think you're going to be good at. And uh, you know, this isn't maybe a popular thing to say, but you're not going to succeed at everything that you try. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's uncomfortable and it's frustrating. There's some bad news. There's some bad news. <laughs> uh, some real news. That's actually. right. Not that's bad right. news, it's you're real news. Stop you from that, well, that's, that's right. That's exactly right. And through that process, you figure out, you know what, I, I kind of like this field over here, or I'm kind of good at this field over there. And, and over time, I think you develop that niche where not only would you be successful in your respective career, mm-hmm. but you can also incorporate your faith into those small uh, interactions here and there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's good. For me, I, I, um, I, I, I did have this really crazy wiring as a kid, like towards engineering. It's interesting, it's one of those things that I, I and actually we were talking about this before we even sat down today about how I never would have said I would end up here. Because we always see with hindsight, just like with both, you can look back and see how God was putting those things into place. But at the moment, you can't project okay. forward. Okay, Heather, hold on, hold on. I mean, I'm a play psychologist for just a second. Okay. The parent in me can't help it. Yeah. So what did that look like? As a child, someone, someone bent toward engineering. Mm-hmm. What did that look like? Like, were you always stacking stuff together? I was constantly you... taking things apart to understand them and put them back together. I took apart our family stereo. I took apart our family radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I did that too. You like how I, old were you I when had, you took the stereo apart? I mean, really, this start. I mean, really, it was elementary school. I think early elementary school. I would take stuff apart and put it back together, and I had an insatiable curiosity about how things worked. And I wanted to know why they worked that way. And that was, to me, that was engineering. And okay. so then, and then through the course of, I mean, truly like a, a career day, a dad came and spoke at career day in fourth grade and he was an engineer. And he said, if you like science and math, you might be good at this field. And I was like, then, then I need to be an engineer. I mean, you I mean know, wow. now it shifted a little bit as I got older, like, well, maybe I should, you know, look at different things. But, but that was the, that was the thing that I always ended up back in. So, so engineering, um, yeah, was my deal. And then as I got older, uh, really, it was, as Charles said, uh, trying different things and seeing what stuck because I, I did industry. There were different sections of industry that I did. And I one, one is enjoyed, right? You, you look at the enjoyment factor because you're going to have to do it all the time. But then also the feedback that I got, you know, on, on how I was doing. And then I love what you mentioned in your book just about really there is a lot to be said for, you know, personality testing and all of that kind of stuff. That, that Those things are helpful to help you identify your way. Um, and, and I did a lot of that along the way, too. And then, um, anyway, ending up in, in teaching where I am now, it just was the kind of thing that, that it became clear that whenever I was asked to speak or do engagements like that with mm-hmm. teaching, I always 
heard really good things from the students that I really connected with them. I was able to really get, get my idea across. And so then it started being like, yeah, then maybe that's my thing. And now, wow. now I, I really enjoy swimming in that lane. That's awesome. You know, the, I can remember uh, for me, I remember reading the story of David and, um, and when he was fighting Goliath. And I remember the, the scene that, for me, it wasn't, I mean, the big aha for me wasn't that he killed the big guy. You know, he took down the big giant. It was the notion that, that when he came in to fight, um, everybody around him, the handlers, told him, hey, listen, if you're going to be a giant killer, you got to look like this and dress mm -hmm. like this. And mm -hmm. so go put on the giant killing garb. And the text says he put it on, he couldn't even get off the ground. I mean, he was so little, he couldn't even stand up. And so the, the obvious deal is he took it off and he said, you know, I'm not wired that way. I'm sure Saul, who's, I don't know how tall Saul was, but he's much bigger than me. He's probably wired that way and it's customized for him. I'm like this guy that's been popping around on top of rocks with a slingshot killing bears. And so that's what he went in with. And I remember that was a huge aha moment for me because the premise is, is that when I'm trying to actually do life and I'm trying to work in zones and swim lanes and environments that I'm not gifted and skilled for, I'm, that's where the that's where just the drudgery and I you know I'm always pushing the ball uphill. Now, I'm not saying that life's a, a jazz every day. You know, there's some hard moments, but there's there's, there's never going to be a fulfilling moment when I'm when I'm out when I'm trying to be dressed up doing things I'm not skilled. The 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 converse is when I'm in my flip flops and slingshots. Okay, that's where God's creation, that's where God His creative touches and and. His fingerprints are kind of being loosed on me at work. And so the idea would be there's some inspirational elements that happen both internally for me and those around me. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think you pointed out something in one of your books that was really helpful to me in understanding. Like, there are going to be things about my job that are hard that I don't like. So don't, don't sure. misunderstand, like, hey, I get to go be a sportscaster. <laughs> Every bit of it's great. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff you got to work at that I'm not as good at. Absolutely. So, you know? But... In one of your books, you talked about being consciously good and unconsciously good. And so in trying to understand what I'm really good at, I just naturally like, you know what, I'm pretty good at that. And, and I don't have to try as hard to be good at that as some other things. It kind of helps me understand that th this is a field that I'm, I'm, I'm good at. Now, there's some other things I've got to work harder at. But when you find something that you're just pretty good at and you can find a field that that fits in, and, and then we understand that that's exactly how God designed it to be. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's the key. The key is when I'm there, I'm actually unleashing God's creative elements, the creator God. The creator God created me to do certain things like take apart stereos and put them back together. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of people took them apart that couldn't put them back together. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was me. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me this. Let's, let's slide across uh, to this, this whole deal. How do, you, how do you figure out that, you know, I, I am who I am, okay? However, I'm working in a different setting. Like I happen to be working in a, in a university setting, which would feel like to me, Heather, there ought to be a whole bunch of um, boundaries and guidelines and protocols or whatever. I mean, how do you, how do you particularize or customize this work, this work thing I have, but then you begin to be, you kind of nuance it effectively you know, without letting too much, like, you know, I'm going to bring enough to the table. I'm going to bring enough, enough of my faith to the table, but I'm not going to bring so much that I, I'm going to lose my job because I, I work here. How do you balance that whole thing? How does that balance itself out? 
this has been, I mean, this is something I have really dealt with and asked myself over the last few years a lot because I am having more and more gospel conversations in my office and and I have had to ask myself, would what, what would be the university's response to this? Because again, I don't want to do anything that would cause, because if I lose my job at the university, because you could just say, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to be guns a blazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Storm, you know, the gates yeah. and, and lose my job. Then I've lost my platform. Right. And so um, so it's important to do it within the context of, of, of approval and all of those kind of things. And so, um, and so some of it is talking to other people within my department about what, where those boundaries should be, um, what they feel, but because I am having those conversations um, quite a bit, but I have asked for other people's professional advice and, um, and it always helps when the students um, approach me about it instead of the other way around, then, then the door is pretty open. And so anyway, yeah, I've had to think a lot about that in the last couple of years. So would you be willing to say that it's different for different people? Or would you say, no, Every Christian and every university is going to have oh, no. to say, it's going to look like the same for everybody. No, absolutely. In fact, different because actually one of the administrators that I talked to about saying, what, what, would be, what would you consider to be best practice, you know, in the position that I'm in where students are coming to me and asking me to disciple them, you know, and things like that and their current students. Um, and, and, and he actually said in that moment, well, it's going to look different in engineering than it would in arts and sciences. That's interesting because you know, because there's so many. I mean, every school teacher, every yeah. university, every junior high coach, mm -hmm. they're all sitting in, in educational settings, mm -hmm. and so it'd be different per school, mm -hmm. uh, different maybe in in the university level versus the junior high level. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, K through twelve has has very different uh, boundaries on what they can do versus higher education, and so I'm able to be much more open with my students than than junior high and high school students, um, but. But still, there are there's respectful boundaries. I have students of all different faiths. I was having a conversation last week with a Muslim in my office who was asking me about the gospel because he had questions. I, I have found that a lot of students that come here from other countries, they want to know about Christianity because they have never heard it. They don't understand mm -hmm. the basics. Wow. So they ask me openly about it. Um, and so I, I don't feel like in that situation, it, it, would be, it wouldn't be right for the university to say, you're not allowed to answer that question. That student is coming. For their whole education as a person, right. you know, is going to be influenced by me by, by me telling them that. So so that's fine. But then where are the lines, you know? And so I do have to be respectful of lines and that kind of thing. But I deal with a lot. I'm sure I deal with a lot more. Maybe I'll say this. Maybe I deal with a lot more internationals and other faiths than in the other colleges. I think maybe because engineering just attracts a lot of international students. Um, so I do think it looks different in engineering than it even does in the other colleges. But but there is. There's some sameness too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, just, I think it's strategy overall, right? Like it's strategic. So, so you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, and we're going into this workplace that, that may not be Christian, so to speak. So what are the rules, regulations? What do we have to abide by? And, and I think sometimes Christian, we're like, well, I'm not going to compromise. Dang it. I'm, you know, and, and, and there may be a point where you feel like you can't. And, and, and then that, that's going to be that. But a lot of times I think there's strategy involved. And maybe um, I deal with that uh, quite a bit, I guess, because um, I, there's a lot of times on, on radio or TV where there's topics that come up that I could really, I could really make a point. Mm -hmm. 
um, that in, in sports uh, um, about somebody's uh, gender decision, uh, about all of the, the things lately with coming out uh, um, as, as gay or as I'm going to kneel for the anthem and this is my way that I'm not happy with what's going on in America. And I've got, in my opinion, I've got to be really selective because as soon as I offend someone before they have an under, a chance to understand my heart, then I've lost them. It doesn't mean that I don't take a stand on anything, but if I'm not strategic about it, I'm, I, I might go to Steve or I might go to somebody, hey, what do you think about this? What's the best way to handle this? And, and, and I don't feel like I'm compromising by not just coming in there guns blazing about, well, let me tell you about this and this is the truth. And if you don't do this, you're going to, well, now I've, I've lost the opportunity for them to hear. In my experience, um, and kind of to uh, your question, Steve, and to your point, Bo, uh, and Heather, I think you, you alluded to this as well, it's important to understand why you're doing what you're doing, regardless of what industry you're in. I think uh, you mentioned it uh, a little earlier, becoming a Christian, well, all of a sudden, you kind of feel as though you're boxed in. Well, that means I must be a missionary, nothing obviously against missionaries, or I must be a pastor, nothing against pastors. but. In, in my short you know, career so far, I've experienced, particularly in politics, uh, it, it, it could be pretty dicey and it could be pretty frustrating. And um, you know, folks, folks try to box you in uh, with maybe your rhetoric or with uh, a policy or you know, regardless of what the case may be. And I just think um, your platform, understanding why you're doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, will allow folks to understand uh, what you're saying, you know, hearts and minds, there's a reason they're in that order. You know, the, the idea, um, the blue sky is, is built around the idea that I, we all can do things different. And basically, I'm going to give you the freedom to express the gospel a little differently than I would. And it's not because I'm just being charitable. It's because I'm recognizing you're gifted differently. So for example, we'll go all the way back to Heather on this one. You know, Heather, you're obviously a vocal person. You're verbal. You're comfortable in your verbalness. And so, if you know, if you took a, if you took somebody, and because I'll, I'll often think about this, if you, if we had like, let's just say, five professors lined up. Well, a professor with the gift of teaching, I guess they're all supposed to be capable of teaching, <laughs> yeah. but they might not have the gift of teaching. They might have the gift of administration, or the, or the gift of mercy, or, the, or the gift of a, a kind of a prophet, much more of an edge. Well, all those people are going to express their faith, the gospel differently because it shows up every time. Like I'll, I'll, I'll see these big corporations and I can go in and I can just say, Hey, like who's doing the Bible studies? Well, those are the, all the people with the gift of teaching who who's like taking cakes to everybody after somebody has a bad day. That's the Christians with the gift of mercy. And, and so this notion that everybody has to do it like I do, I have a certain, we, we have a way of almost needing people to kind of adhere to my style you know, my, my routine, my expression of, of my faith. Um, why is it hard for me to let you express your faith differently than the way I do? And us, and us, and us both still be okay. Why is that, why is that hard? Not, not wrong, but why is that challenging? We've all, we've all got some sort of background. <laughs> yeah. we got a background, right? Yeah. Somebody told us something at some point. Um, and unfortunately, um, as good of a Christian home as I was raised in, the environment in the church, I think there were some pretty unintentional, powerful lies written on 
my heart. Everybody had to be the same way. I remember my dad was criticized for not being a Christian school teacher anymore. But my dad now, who started driving a bus in a transit system, is now the president of the union and has had an unbelievable impact on so many lives. Because in the union, what are you dealing with? All these people who have an excuse for all kinds of things and they go to the president to get them out of trouble. And, you know, they're a vice president of the union over the U.S. and Canada has come to know Christ after reaching out, you know, to my dad. There's been countless stories. But the, the point is, that's different right, right. than a lot of people would, would see how he could have an impact. Yeah. My experience, it's been uh, just personally a level of insecurity. You know, if I see someone uh, living their faith uh, differently, and, and you see this in the news even today. Uh, a few examples you, you mentioned, Bo, uh, whether it's you know as it relates to sexuality or as it relates to uh, just a plethora of different items that are in today's conversations, um, it's it can sometimes be confusing, and uh, I think that's where it's imperative that we we go back to the source. We go back to the word of the Lord. We go back to those that have a firm and deep understanding, and it's not just uh, not that we're just here and doing this. But but Steve, you're a great example of someone who um, is in tune with um, with uh, both both your your relationship with the Lord and and on a number of these topics. So I say all this to say, uh, for me personally, it's just been I don't know what I don't know, mm-hmm. and. Um, it would just be helpful to surround yourself with those that that might know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, you guys have both stated it really well, and I was just thinking a fear of the unknown. I mean, you've just always seen it done a certain way. I love the example you gave in the book of looking at generational differences, and you have baby boomers, you have Gen Xers, and you have millennials that are all going to approach things very differently. They're all going to be doing kingdom work, but they're all going to be thinking the other ones aren't doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. I've been involved in those in those talks, you know, in women's ministry where we're like, no, we've got to have flyers. No, we have to have, you know, whatever, bake sales. Um, and so and so, I think that part of it isn't even, you know, malintent. It's just that you've seen this work before, and so let's do it again, you know? Whereas it's like the culture's always changing and things are happening and there's just got to be more more latitude for different, different approaches so that more people can be reached. Good, good. So we've talked about the boundless blue sky of the gospel being packaged inside my container as a person, uh, my gifts, uh, my calling, uh, my expression, uh, to use a social media uh, idea, my impressions and uh, footprints uh, of how the gospel shows up with me doing what I do. Um, I've got to somehow discover that. I've got to discover the, the, the God-designed fingerprints of greatness in who I am. And when that happens, I actually am bringing God into that setting. Um, the other thing I've got to do is I've actually got to give people freedom to, f- to discover theirs, to find theirs, and then to have their own gospel expressions. That's the boundless blue sky of the, the gospel going to work as an individual.